And I think I need to stop using the same jokes around the house constantly. Every time, you, you know, think? every time our oldest daughter Taylor says, tomorrow's Thursday, I say, yeah, it's the, yes, it's the third day, according no. to Joey from Friends. Uh, you know, this whole thing, that's the third day. Actually, she likes that. She picks yeah. on you about your dad jokes, but she loves them. And, um, you know, and she, it's because they, they stick compare notes at school thing. about other dads who do dad jokes and you might be the king. I, I've, the oh, really? Jokes. I didn't know I was king of the dad jokes. Totes. I've thought before that, um, the stuff I do is corny, but then I realize I think about it, it's probably going to stick with your kids, the kids. Cause Maddie sure does this, you know, we talk about how'd you sleep last night mm-hmm. and mine. And, hey, how'd you sleep last night? Well, I'll put my hands together and lay my head on it. That's how I sleep. <laughs> That's a dad joke. And so now, whenever I ask Maddie, how'd you sleep last night? That's what she does. Oh, that is sweet. So like, and it lasts. She'll remember that forever. Totally. It, that is, that's that fun. That's that family thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When you have those kind of moments and those stories do go on for... Yeah, even if you're... When you're a kid and you, you know, you say these things. Like, I had... My grand... My grandfather used to tell corny jokes like that, and now... Used to? Oh, look, my grandmother, you know, who lived to be 97... still does. <laughs> my grandmother, uh, you know, would... I don't know how old she'd be now. Almost 104 years old. She would tell me the story about her grandfather. Oh. Um, that he would always pull a nickel from behind her ear. Yeah. Now, she was 90 before she realized that the nickels really weren't there. You know? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she, I got a head full of nickels. Yeah, but it's it's fun. But see, that stuck with her her whole life. Even at yeah. 90, that was a memory for her. Yeah. Know? Has my papa, he's 89 years old, has he ever shown, whenever the, our girls were little, did he ever do the ear trick? Because when I was a kid, the he did ear the ear trick. trick all the time. He would say, look, I can move my ears without, you know touching him or anything like that and he oh, does that no, okay that's oh, good. Kind of has my big, mom can do that he kind of has big ears yeah and when he moves them little kids are just amazed yeah you know yeah. i hasn't done it in a long no, time no i haven't seen that i knew a few people who do that i also knew somebody that used to do the one-eared elephant but that was a totally different thing altogether it was not really well, not thanks very for funny bringing it up. You know? i think we can use so, our imaginations right. that's the so. dad who gets thrown out Ugh. All right, so uh, coming up this morning. <laughs> More of your real-life ghost stories, okay? Oh. What happened to you that made you believe? And we do mean sweet also. Creepy is fine. You know, whatever you saw, but even the sweet ones, too. We love them. 877-310-4MSJ. Coming up next, I've got to tell you, thank you to your friend, Sam, who sent Phoebe a special fragile box. Oh. We opened it, and boy, what a treasure. Let's do that next. Sam, your friend Jamie sent you a box, mm-hmm. a box that, that was really What's wrapped. What's in the box? Yeah, it was really wrapped well and yeah. said fragile, and you brought it to me because I didn't want it. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was from it was for Phoebe. Yes, it was so light and so well packed that when you shook it, it didn't feel like anything was in there and nothing made any noise. You shook it. It said fragile on the outside. Why well, would you have shaken oh, it? Oh, that's what that means. I just wanted to, wanted to test know what it. was inside. Just wanted to test it. It was so light. How could it be fragile? Okay, oh, wait. So that's Phoebe how that works. got a report card recently and made straight A's. Yeah. And so I'm like, I've been saving this. Someone sent you this. I said, Mr. Sam's friend. Wait, wait. That was like a month ago. You've been, you've been hanging this over her head? I'm not hanging it over her head. No, she had no idea. Jody had put it away. The oh. day it came home, she had a softball game. She had art homework. You know, she had a friend over. It was 
was like too much going on. I'm not going to bring. I knew what was inside. Yeah. You're really trusting. If you think about that for a minute, you didn't open the package and verify. Anyway. Yeah, and I, see the, if it's bacon flavored beef jerky. This is lovely <laughs> that your friend sent this because she heard that Phoebe loves tea sets. Mm-hmm. And she does. When we go uh, to an estate sale, she goes straight to the fine china and the tea sets. And she kind of has started collecting these. And I'm not saying that for people to send because, my goodness, we want her to find them on her own. But Jamie sent this beautiful blue and white Japanese tea set. And yeah. I let her open it last night. And we'll post a picture of it on Facebook for you. It's mm-hmm. really beautiful. I turned over several of the pieces. They're very little and delicate. Yeah. And it said, one of them said made in Japan. And the other one said made in occupied Japan. Have you ever seen that before? Oh, wow. No. I looked it up. Yeah, I Googled it. Yeah, so from 1945 to uh, to 1952, that was a time when it was, you know, allies occupied Japan and they were they were rebuilding the country so they allowed to export lots of goods and they had to but one of the rules was they had to mark at least 50% of their items with occupied Japan or made in occupied Japan hmm. on the bottom before they sent them out. So I was so half the stuff sh- in the box marked with that yeah. 50%. Yeah, and the other thing is I mean that obviously for that time that was considered pretty insulting for the, the yeah. there were two countries that that mm-hmm. happened to actually i think germany. it happened in germany it also did. right i was reading about it too it's yeah crazy. and i had never heard that you never learned that one in history mm-hmm. class but no. they say you have to beware of fakes yes because if it's not stamped under the lacquer it could be somebody that's trying to fake you and i read the japan. same thing so we're supposed to take fingernail polish remover to see if it's real or fake i'm not Jeez. doing that i'm going to trust <laughs> permanently <it's> scar it <laughs> <laughs> but thank you jamie that was so above and beyond sweet and she loves it give us a call 877-310-4675 back to your real life ghost stories what happened to you that made you believe jenny you are next What's your real-life ghost story? What happened to you that made you believe? 877-310-4MSJ. So, Jenny, you got one? What's yours? Several several years ago, we lived in a house that was admittedly haunted by um, the people that used to live there. They said, yeah, the house is haunted. Really? Um, And I've always been a believer, but my husband was kind of more skeptical. But Mm -hmm. um, at the time, our youngest was three and I was sitting in the living room and kind of an open floor plan and I could mm-hmm. hear him talking to somebody in the front room and I thought, okay, maybe, I don't know, he's playing or someone stopped over and I didn't hear them or something. Sure. But I look over and he's standing in the corner, he's facing the corner mm. and he's talking and then he would pause and then he would talk again. Mm. And so finally I said, what are you doing? And he said, and I quote, he said, I talk into the man. Mm. Ah. And of course there was nobody there. Oh so my, oh um, so he's kind of looking back at me and looking back at the corner like, duh, mom, he's right there. And duh. I said, wait, what are you doing? And he said, I'm, I'm talking to the man. Yeah. And then he just kind of shrugged it off and walked away. And mm. I'm sitting there thinking, whoa, he was literally carrying on a conversation with someone in the corner that I could not see. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. Do you so, still live in this house? Yeah. So, no, uh-uh. <laughs> no, that was several several years ago. So, but Did, we were actually the first family to live in that house in almost a hundred years that was not family. Yeah, oh, from wow. the people that built the house. Huh. They they built the house in the late eighteen hundreds, and oh. we were the first non-family to live there. So, did you disclose? Hey, there's ghosts in this house when you sold it. Yeah, we had to put it on there. I don't think people believed us, but sure. yeah, we by law we had to put it yeah. on the listing. Yeah, yeah. they cannot huh. believe you, really? but then they can talk to the man yeah in the corner <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy jenny i didn't realize you had to list that kind of thing you know 
Yeah, maybe okay. there's a clause in the real estate thing, you know, in, in the Note, what do you call it, purchase house agreement. House is haunted, <laughs> especially in the open living area. Yeah. Okay, eight seven seven three one zero four MSJ to let I, us know about your real life ghost story. I, I do. Th- I mean, there's something to young kids being open to it that is. and then not having memory later. I don't know what the connection is on that, but because Jody and I kind of had that experience Lack of doubt with uh, Taylor and Phoebe, I remember it definitely with Taylor in in the corner of her room, kind of doing that same kind of thing talking to we what we thought was your grandmother i don't know about that i think you thought that i thought she was just looking around (laughs) well now i I was still drinking at that time (laughs) you were talking to my grandmother (laughs) murphy all right we'd love to hear from you 877-310-4msj sam has music news hold on to your socks murphy i'm gonna let you know why drake is better than the beatles this week Sam's got music news. Apparently, Drake has broken the record the Beatles had previously held. What's that? The uh, most top ten songs in one year. Really? Oh, okay. He's got twelve this year, and that's a lot. That but, is. But also keep in mind too, it's not all Drake songs because Drake features on a lot of other songs. Right. So it's twelve songs that he's been on. Right. The Beatles had eleven he's in nineteen sixty-four. He said he's had thirty-two overall top ten songs, third most overall. Okay. So uh, you'll probably be ba- breaking more records if you're a Drake it's fan. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you caught this one. Mariah Carey has announced her new tour. It's the Caution, Caution. World Tour. It's going to kick off uh, next, at the end of next February in March. Uh, she's still got the Vegas thing going on. In fact, she does Vegas in February, like up until a week before she goes on tour next yeah. year. Busy. Butterfly Returns. Her new album is also called Caution. It's going to be out November the 16th. Tickets go on sale to the general public later on Friday of this week if you want to get it. It starts in Dallas, ends in Pennsylvania. It's like 22 cities right. over a couple months. I also heard she's going to be another. She's going to be a key advisor on The Voice. Singing. Yeah, she's going to be on The Voice on Jennifer Hudson's team, both yeah. American Idol alumni in one way or the other. It's during the uh, knockout rounds when That's they do that. That's going to unnerve some of those contestants yeah. to approach Mariah Carey and say, okay, critique me. That's yeah. going to unnerve some people. First sentence every time. Well, you're not as good as me, but. <laughs> uh, and also, just a quick reminder, we've talked about this before, but tonight is CMT's Crossroads with Zach Brown and Sean Mendez. Got another clip of them right now doing In My Blood. Someone help me. I'm crawling in my skin. Works, you know that combo works. It just seems to time. go together. I love it when they do those. I always said my favorite was John Mayer and Keith Urban yeah. because that's that you know that Keith Urban thing works for me no matter what. But that sounds really yeah, good. Yeah, there are a couple that they do that you're going huh, but their their voices, their styles are all similar. I mean, they could go on tour and together. If they admire, and that would be awesome. Yeah, if they admire each other. Yeah, that's really tonight works. on CMT. Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Music news. Right, coming up next, more of your real life ghost stories. What happened to you that made you believe something was up? Brooke, you're next. 877-310-4MSJ. What is your real life ghost story? What happened to you that made you believe something was up, whether creepy or sweet? 877-310-4MSJ. And we got a ton of these too. Rook's got one. You ready? Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's actually my mom's story. When she was uh, in high school, she moved to our town that we lived in, and she became instant friends with a woman. Um, and they stayed friends through all adulthood. 
she and her child, her Love first it. child, they had us together. We were best friends and everything. Mm-hmm. Nice. But in her 30s, she got really, really sick and um, was sent to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And it was a bad year for us. My mother had lost a baby that year as well. Mm-hmm. Well, one night, and this is while her friend was in the hospital really sick, it was about 3 in the morning, and my mother woke up, and her best friend was at the foot of her bed. Mm-hmm. And she said, Carol, I just want you to know that everything's okay and your son is fine and everybody's going to be okay. And then she was gone. And a few minutes later, the phone rang and it woke my mother up. And it was uh, my mother's best friend telling her that her best friend had just passed within the last 30 minutes. Wow. So it was pretty amazing. It was was very inspirational. Yeah. So she had a visit. She had a visit. She had a very, and it was a very comforting visit because it gave mm-hmm. her not only peace that her friend was okay, but that her son was okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh, wow. You know, and I just, I thought it was, ooh, yeah. goosebump, but yeah. at the same time, comforting. No, it's special. That's, not everybody gets that. Uh-uh, and I thought it was amazing. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Thank you, Brooke. I do, too. I just want you to know, I listen to you guys every morning. My husband tries to change the channel, and I slap his hand away. It's not allowed. I have to have my Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Thank you for that. Y'all crack me up. I love y'all. And y'all keep doing your show, and I hope y'all have a wonderful day and a fantastic Halloween. Thank you, Brooke. Brooke. You too, and you call us anytime and keep slapping his hand. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. (laughs) Love to hear from you at 877-310-4MSJ. Coming up, Jody has your Hollywood Outsider. Ben Affleck back to work in Hollywood. Tell you where. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Mr. Ben Affleck is back to work. He's been seen and spotted on the set of the first movie since rehab. Is he wearing a bat suit? He's not. I knew you were going to ask. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's a Batman movie. He's not. He was not. He was not in a bat suit. Maybe he'll do that for Halloween. Oh, you know he's got a really good one. Oh, look, Ben's here yeah. again. Trick or treat. Okay, so Ben was spotted shooting his upcoming Warner Brothers film, Torrance. Mm-hmm. Um, on Monday, he was just spotted. Um, this is an interesting role choice for his first thing since rehab because he will certainly draw from his own experience. Um, he plays a former basketball star struggling with alcoholism mm. who starts to teach a high school team, coach a high school team in hopes of sort of redeeming himself and starring opposite him, uh, an actress playing the concerned ex-wife. Not making it up. Now listen, <laughs> while Ben was in treatment... Does he have a uh, centerfold girlfriend in this movie? Perhaps. Okay. Um, probably not, though. Uh, while he was still in treatment, remember he was getting in shape? Apparently yeah. he was getting in shape for this, being an athletic role. Gotcha. At least part of the movie where he's, you know, the star basketball player. So he was doing daily workouts, and he even met with a basketball coach a few times. So that's why well, he's he doing He that. is in L.A. He could work with LeBron now. Yes, he could, and he's been. He could call up and say, hey, it's Batman. I'm going to take a shot at this one. These little These kind of movies always work out where the team goes to the state championship at the end. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Everything's a it's success. It's okay. Life is sunny and wonderful. The point of this story is that Ben Affleck is back to work, yeah. which is certainly good for his life. All right, the movie, the film, Bohemian Rhapsody, premiered last night at Wembley State, Wembley Arena. Imagine thousands of people doing this in unison. Huh? Well, what's the lyric? That's 
scene. I can't wait to see that scene. Them creating that. Yeah. The, the small beginnings of that, which became a part of all of us. Brian May was there. Roger Taylor was there. The entire cast and crew were there. And they were in front of 6,000 ecstatic fans wow. and a lot of other British celebrities. Bohemian Rhapsody opens in theaters in Europe tomorrow and then oh, we gotta wait for wait. us we have uh, Friday, November 2nd yeah. here in the States to look forward to. Alright, coming up in your next Hollywood Outsider around 7.55, you know the show on PBS, The Great American Read mm-hmm. Well, America picks its favorite novel. Up to date with Jody's Hollywood Outsider Come join us after the show for the Murphy, Sam, and Jody after the show podcast. Um, today, apparently, there's something I'm putting in my text messages that I should not be sending to anybody. Yeah, seems pretty it's offensive. I had no idea. Offensive and passive aggressive and, and whatnot. Thanks so. to uh, producer Bailey for bringing this to my attention. So, uh, well, uh, if, if it may be something you do, so come hang out with us after the show, yes. Murphy, Sam, and Jody podcast. Guys, I know you've seen the headline about the Titanic two setting sail. This oh, is the real a, ship. This isn't a movie. This is no, not a sequel. <laughs> no, this is not a movie. This is a replica. What of kind the of thing. sequel could they have? Uh, well, I guess that's true. Well, well, <laughs> well recovery, at rescue and recovery, I guess. There um, wasn't okay. much to that either. I know. I know. You're right. Okay. Okay. You know? Um, Survivor Stories. Jack is still alive. Survivor Stories yeah, could have been a sequel. Yeah. Well, okay. you know what? Maybe they could take the Stephen King approach and what if somebody intervened with the oh ship? Oh my God. Right? Yeah. In a different, and, and prevented the entire. You know, Stephen thing, King wrote that JFK like book. Pet, right. Pet Cemetery, you know. That JFK book. <laughs> What was it? Eleven twenty-two sixty-three was my favorite yeah. Stephen King. You know, oh I, my gosh! I guess we could spend all morning playing what if. <laughs> yeah, come on, Stephen. Come on, Stephen. No, a replica of the famous Titanic ship is going to set sail in twenty twenty-two. A full-sized replica. Yeah, and they're going to retrace the original original route. Well, they should be a little careful when they do that. <laughs> I know. Veer a they little to the be. left. Can you imagine at that moment if there's any practical jokers on board? Um, uh, it was originally uh-huh. announced in 2012, and then it was put on hold after some sort of financial dispute. But it's been resolved by the Blue Star Line, you know, that's put it all together, and construction has started back up. It's going to have the same cabin layout as the original ship. Isn't that? Um, it'll carry the exact same number of passengers. Isn't that just eerie? To or me, like, it is. Well, some people will will say no way, but like technology works in your favor today. You know, it's just not. You're unlikely <laughs> to hit an iceberg. Ticket salesman. Yeah, isn't that what they said back then yeah. too? All they had back then were uh, binoculars and a Morse code machine. Whatever you call it, telegraph. It's a anyway. different world today, Sam. So, uh, same number of passengers, same number of crew members. Something, and how about some more crew members? But you're right, technology. Maybe they don't sail as far north anymore. <laughs> They're sailing the exact same route, they say. Uh-huh. So This time they'll make it. I hope they don't do the same date either. I hope not. And while they're at it, are they going through the Bermuda Triangle? Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Coming up with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. I'm going to let you know about a, a Friday night habit I got to break because it's making me cry every week. Jody? <laughs> Way to kick off your weekend, Sam. I want to know if you're in on this one, too. Okay. Also, coming up next, more of your real-life ghost stories. We know how personal this is. What happened to you that made you believe something was up, scary or sweet? 877-310-4MSJ. Yeah, Lisa's got one next. What's your real-life ghost story? What happened to you that made you believe something was real and going on? 877-310-4MSJ. What's yours, Lisa? So I... I used to live in Pennsylvania with one of my best friends. Uh-huh. And they always said the house we lived in was haunted. But, you know, I just, I played it off. Like, you know, little things would happen. But one night I was sitting on the couch. 
Mm-hmm. We had a dog named Bingo. Mm-hmm. And I heard I heard footsteps going up the wooden steps from the cellar. Because the cellar was, it was gravel. It, you know, it was dirt. It was a dirt yeah, cellar. sounds scary so in itself. It maybe, right? So I just thought it was, you know, the uncle next door trying to get in because I had locked doors. Yeah. So I, I played it off. So then again, I hear the, the steps, you know, someone hit the steps. So I go open the door and there's nobody there. Yeah. Huh. I shut, I literally shut the door. I threw across the dead lock, the dead bolt lock. Yeah. And no longer than I sat on the couch, that door blew open. The hair on the dog stood up, and there's still nobody there. Oh, nobody. the baby! <laughs> the baby! What about you, you too? But the dog is what I'm saying. <laughs> Poor dog, he's upset. Yeah. What I'm saying is, he may have seen and, something. Yeah, you heard it. He well, may have had the full effect. The last, correct. And that's the last night I spent the night in that house. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Out the very next day. Yeah. Old house, yeah. right? Old house. Yeah. Absolutely. It was built in the 1800s. Oh, yeah. boom. Yeah. Yeah, the check that off yeah. is number one. Rest yeah. the souls there. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Right, and me to tell you that story gives me the chills because it's real for yeah, you. It was so real. You know how how did the door open if I had the dip bolt on it? Yeah, you know, it just blew open. Like it was mad at me for locking it out of the right of the house. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you're brave with that. You know, one of the things I love about yeah. the ghost stories that everybody calls and tells us at this time of the year, I realize how personal it is. I know it's so personal, and I thank yeah. you for sharing it. Yeah. yeah, no problem. We appreciate the call, Lisa. It, you know, ghost or no ghost, if the locked door gets you know thrown open, get I'm out. Probably not gonna stay in the house either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, she said that was the last night. I wouldn't have spent that night in the house. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Eight seven seven three one zero four MSJ to let us know about your real life ghost stories too. Coming up next with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Jody, I gotta let you know about the habit at my house. I just gotta get out of because mm-hmm. it's got me crying on the sofa every oh, nice. week. Nice. Nice. Follow us on Instagram and uh, be sure to like us on Facebook so that you get notifications. And we're going to do Facebook Live, another Halloween party next week. So we don't want you to miss that. Oh, a week from today. So like the page today so that you can get your reminder. I can't Shut. wait to wear my wig again. Your wig? Yeah. Oh, slash wig. She's gonna say, right. so that, which means you know, I'm going to have to wear tights again. Huh? Yeah, baby. You know why I love that wig? Huh. I love big hair. I miss my big hair. Well, you know, if you really wanted to tease it up like you you know did in school, you could do that. No, it's okay. Uh, I have a question for you, Jody, about uh, This Is Us season three, which is currently going on right now. Yeah, how does Kevin look? Uh, Kevin looks looks pretty fine. He's a little feisty lately. And I'm the only one in this family who's going to carry on a piece of dad. What about me? Mm. Okay, Kev. Okay, Kev. What's that supposed to mean? You're not serious. No, no, apparently I'm not serious ever about anything. This is great. Okay. It's a storyline that's going on right now with uh, Kate and Toby. Okay. I've watched the first two or two and a half episodes, and it's just, uh, it's not. Didn't you text me on a Friday night you were watching it, Sam? That is not the time to watch This Is Us. That's your first heads up. It's, it's, it's just not doing it for me now. I don't know what the deal Wait, is. You mean you're not connecting, or you just don't understand why those two can't get along? No, I know why they don't get along. It's just the whole family's got issues. Wait, 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 wait. Are you crying? The first episode of season three, yeah, I got really? teared up on that Friday night. Then it's working. No, then. And now it's just like... I, it's regular. <laughs> it's just too much. Too heavy, too much. They, I it, know. It's like they're missing some 
throw in some lightness well, yeah, here and yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah see, Toby had some lightness in the beginning, and is, I loved him. That's always been it for me. In fact, that's why it's really jumped out at me. It's like, wow, are these people really this down about that? It's not yeah. that you they're know? down. It's the show that is supposed to be you know, serious. It's about real life. It's supposed to feel real life and address real issues. But they can take the most mundane things and turn them into an emotional <laughs> Misery. <moment. laughs> yeah, exactly. You know I mean? It's sort of like... Here, you know the music. The I know the music. Yeah. Let's say, for example, it would be like if um, they said uh, it, it wasn't just a pack of gum; it was ten slices of his life. <laughs> okay, you don't know this, Murphy. You've never watched yeah, it, but that's you, it right there. You have walked through the room when it was on. It's Let just, me say this: this season is just like I'm not watching season three much. either. I haven't watched uh, it yet, just because I just don't know if I feel like Toby's the one that fell into the coffee table in season yeah, one, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Just trying to get my yeah, orientation here. I hate to give up on it, but it's like. I can't deal with it anymore. Mm. I got to go find me a nice rom-com. I needed you to watch it, though, so you can... Oh, I need to watch it to tell you what happened. No, (laughs) yeah, because you know I really... I want to laugh when I'm at home. I need to laugh. Coming up next, it's the producer's mailbag. All right, uh, Bailey, what's in your bag today on the way? Yeah, well, Jody, there seems to be some fishy problems over at your house. (laughs) That's the truth. Christina wants to let you know that you're not alone. Excellent. Okay, to join us anytime, you can call 877-310-4MSJ or you can hit us up on Facebook or Instagram. It's time for the producer's mailbag. Bailey, what's in your bag today? Uh, well, Jody, we're, today we're talking all about the fish that Yay. y'all have. Our new fish named Toto. Yeah, okay, the tank's yeah, been empty for a few weeks now, so time to load it back well, up. Well, it wasn't totally empty. The sucker fish were still in there, mm-hmm. although I don't know if they had anything to suck and eat. Yeah. Well, when the, there was no fish making waste. When the bottom feeders go more to the top, I yeah. guess All they're right. trying to find food. Okay. <laughs> well, Christina wants to say that I have made so many mistakes with my fish tank. Yeah. We, and I try to think natural within the environment. Huh. You, uh, She says you either have it or you don't. It's kind of like having a green thumb keeping fish. Yeah. Uh, well, then I don't have a green fish thumb. Yeah. I t- when we put that sucker in there, and he's a big, beautiful Blackmore goldfish is what he was called. He's beautiful. Did you see him, Sam? Yeah, he's got big bug eyes. Big eyes, and he's really pretty. I said, good luck, buddy, because we do not have a good track record with, with fish. Yeah, but yeah. we're doing our best. It's not like we're just sitting there hoping. No. He's being fed. The water's going to be, you know, 20% of it every whatever. 25% every two weeks. Yeah. Changed out. 20 Nathan, to 25. Nathan actually wants to ask what the what the water temperature is at. Oh, so, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I know. That. It's putting you on the spot there. <laughs> go, go ahead, Nathan. Ask him about the pH, too. Yeah, right. Hold on a second. Let me, let me make a note to go to well, the pet store this afternoon. Get a thermometer. We made sure to float him before. Yeah. What? In the baggie for oh. a little while before he went in. We made sh- and When we do change out the water, we make sure the temperature is the same so we don't shock him. Yeah, well, look. Uh, next what time, is that temperature that's the same? I don't remember. Next time you go look, just make sure that, or Nathan just wants to let you know that goldfish okay. are a cold water type. Yeah, okay. well, it's cold. So, yeah. Well, okay. I mean, last time we did this, I used my laser pointer thermometer, you know, yeah. and it was yeah. 73 uh, inside of the tank. It was like 75 in the bag of fish that was sitting out, so we had to let it equalize. Yeah. And then uh, Jody's back was like 89 degrees. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to point it at her and see what happened. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Uh, Deidre says, we've had one of those for 
five years. She said it was easy to care for. Yay. But after that, they went to betas. So if y'all are looking for those. Uh, we've you know, had that too. But yeah. you can only get one of those. I know. I really yeah, like this guy. Fish. This beautiful fish. And they named him Toto after Dorothy's dog, Toto, and the band Toto because of the song Africa. Because <laughs> they love it. Yeah. And so, yeah, thank you. We did switch from flakes to pellets. Mm-hmm. I know that. The, the girl at the um, pet store recommended that for him. And because it keeps your tank a little more clean, uh-huh. she said. So we certainly can use that help. Thank you for all your help. Love hearing from you anytime on Facebook or Instagram. Call or text us. 877-310-4MSJ. More of your real life ghost stories. Amelia, you're next. Jump in anytime. 877-310-4675. Especially with your real life ghost stories. I think these are some of your favorites of the year. They are incredible. Uh, Whether sweet or creepy, what happened to you that made you believe? Uh, Amelia, we're ready for yours. Okay. When my my son was three years old, Mm -hmm. we uh, went to, well, my mom and I and my son, we went to Fort Sam to go see my aunt. Mm -hmm. And I had never been there, so my mom was directing me, you know, where to go. And when we drove up, we stopped. My son jumped out of the car and took off running. He was zigzagging through all the tombstones. Mm. And of course, all the tombstones, they look alike. They're all the same. Yeah. And he went, he took off running and I was like, you know, Stephen, Stephen, wait. And he went right to my aunt's tombstone and he's like, here. And he put his little hands on on her tombstone. Oh, no. Yeah, me and my mom just looked at each other like, what? What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's freaky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And he was only three. So anything else odd happen out there? Not that that's not well, enough. Well, well, when we were leaving after that, you know, after, you know, we visited and stuff, we were leaving and he was in the back seat and mm-hmm. uh, he says, Mommy, why are all those people sad? I said, what people, baby? He goes, all those people, they're sad. Oh, gosh. And I got chills, like, all over my body. And I said, I go, it's because people don't come to see them anymore. And I said, so, you know, smile and say say bye. So he was like, bye. He was waving. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I couldn't get out of there fast enough. I was going to say, hit the gas. (laughs) Let's get out of here. So you didn't bring him back to uh, cemeteries then? Of course, he don't remember. He doesn't, of course, he doesn't see anything anymore. But I did. Back then. That special little window of time where they're just wide yeah. open. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, thanks for the call, Amelia. Chill bumps. Love yep. hearing from you. Mm. Keep them coming. 877 310 4MSJ. Coming up, Jody has your Hollywood outsider. Mariah Carey has a big date over at NBC next week, and America picks its most loved novel. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Before we get to America's best loved novel, first, I want to touch again on this Mariah Carey news. Mm. God, what a voice. Okay. Um, Maybe a diva, but such a great voice. She's joining The Voice. NBC's The Voice. I think that's kind of a big deal. Mariah Carey going to be an advisor on Jennifer Hudson's team during the knockout rounds. Both of them from American Idol. Yeah, well, well. Jennifer Hudson, super grateful for her time on American Idol. And she came in like sixth or seventh. It was like she almost could have. She should have won, I guess. But 
Mariah Carey hated being on Idol. <laughs> like, don't even mention the word Idol. In fact, she probably said yes to the voice just so she could go, boom. Yeah. Okay, so she'll be an advisor, which is also, to me, um, super nerve-wracking for any of the contestants. You know, walking in to get advice, it's like, oh, it's going to be from, I hope she from gives, the queen of current. Not to take anything away from her, but I hope she gives good advice and not just fluffy, you not, know. We know what I did. Right? You should try a curling iron. She will. Well, let's see. By the way, her time um, on The Voice debuts next week. Yeah. So it's right around the corner. Okay, so you know, PBS has done this. Um, it was like an eight-part series called The Great American Read. You know, and it's like coming up with America's most loved novel. Mm-hmm. And all kinds of people and all kinds of all kinds of people voted and all kinds of books were included classics contemporary novels young adult favorites even children's books and mass audience bestsellers were all up in the the pool of what you could have chosen and we have the top three okay coming in at number three the whole series harry potter so yay jk rowling coming in at number three the whole series uh, number two was the Diana Gabaldon romantic time traveling series Outlander. Oh, that's huge! Yeah, that's huge. I only read like the first book. Like, I never even finished, and I have a ton of friends who are in love with those books. Uh, and you're okay with that time travel? Yeah, that's why I put them down. <laughs> you know me and time travel. Yeah. Uh, the number one most loved American novel is Harper Lee's To Kill a Mockingbird. Good. According to this PBS series, you can get the full list online, of course, and we'll post it for you um, on our website. Up to date with Jody's Hollywood Outsider. On the way in your next Outsider at 830 this morning, Bohemian Rhapsody, the movie premieres. Join us today after the show. We do a little podcast called... After the show. show. Thank you guys for the help. And so um, (laughs) download the podcast, listen when you want to, and you only get that after the show one on the podcast. Nowhere else can it be found. Producer Um, Bailey says that I am texting something incorrectly that is offensive, that it doesn't look offensive to me, but I guess it is. Apparently it's a generational thing. So yeah, for after the show, I have to say too, um, I know that texting is super convenient. Goodness knows I do a ton of it too. Because it's easy. Mm-hmm. But if you really have to talk to somebody about something, you got to get comfortable with talking to them about it. Like in person. Or, you know, at least pick up the phone and make a call. Don't you think that we text it, too Communication much? is better when it's verbal, obviously. Totally. Yeah. Well, because totally. you can't communicate. Emotion doesn't go well through text or email. I wonder if, you know, like back in the day, like my grandmother would be getting handwritten letters. Mm. Does emotion convey well through a handwritten letter? More so maybe because of a handwriting. Or maybe because you're taking more time. Yeah, and there's more around it to clarify what that possible, you That's know, true. It's a long form. It's not right. like, you know, just a handful of characters and you're limited. You get a better idea of what they're thinking. I wrote a letter, an actual handwritten letter recently. You were with me when I was wrapping it up. I'm still about to mail it because I'm putting some other stuff with it to our, my cousin Candace. Okay. Did you finish the letter? Yes. I finished it that night when you were like, what are you writing? Remember? Is this one for her birthday like a month ago? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so super late. And she understands. She wrote me an actual letter like five pages months ago. And I loved it. It was so different to receive that that I said, I'm going to write you one. So I'm sending that and I wrote it. But it was weird. It was really hard to get started because it's been a long time since Clearly. I've done any of that. <laughs> it was like hard to know what to write. My communication with her is all 
electronic or on the phone. You know, we talk every once in a while. And so it's different. It is an art form to write something. But anyway, I bring it up because I do think that, you know, especially in business and relationships in business, if you want to strengthen it, you got to go out to lunch. You got to sit across from each other. You have to look in each other's eyes. That's how a relationship is made, period. You know, not just devices. Yeah, yeah. Well, unless you're a thousand miles apart from each other, then you have to Skype. You yeah. know what Agreed. I mean? Agreed. Agreed. But that's still better. You still can still see better. expressions. That's, right. that's true. It's mm-hmm. how you express yourself, how you say something. Context is everything. It's everything. So anyway, today in the After the Show podcast, learn what seems offensive on text that you might do. Because Murphy does it too, all the time. All the time. I'm yeah, not offended buddy. though, sweetie. Know that. I'm not offended. Give us a call. 877-310-4MSJ. Earlier this morning, uh, we were talking about dad jokes. You know, it's your inside family jokes. It could be mom jokes too. It, everybody kind of has those little inside family jokes. But typically, I think yeah. we dads are the ones that do the goofy, very corny, whatever, just to make you know our kids laugh. And did you know that there are like dozens and dozens probably hundreds of websites there was reddit subreddits and everything that have dad jokes because it's what a, it's a genre now okay well oh, I, didn't, I didn't know that i mean i'm just talking about the things that kind of like naturally happen within the family no, so but it's like it's your, grown. What is your thursday what thing it? oh that's from friends from where friends. i say thursday is the third day because that's what joey says on friends and and uh, you know taylor and phoebe understand that because they've seen that episode of friends right. The yeah. dad jokes are typically groaners. They're like, oh, oh dad. Yeah. My dad. Right. My dad thinks that's funny. Well, <laughs> did your dad do a lot of dad jokes? Yeah. I mean, that's... My dad didn't. That's kind of where I got some of my funny from. My mom was the jokey parent. Yeah. You know... What's funny, Murphy? Nothing. I just joked about coffee. I was going to say, what happened? No, no. I'm just kidding. I know you what happened is that you are sometimes the butt of her jokes now. As soon as she walked in the other night uh, for our big football party, he was. she was like, hey, Murphy, I was hoping to see you in your axle pants tonight. Actually, my, uh, Jody's my mom mom's, was the jokey mom. Jody's mom's sense of humor is, is great. She actually... Was uh, was a little less conservative than my mom was with jokes. You know what I mean? You, oh, big time! My mom was mom telling you inappropriate stuff. Yeah, like before I knew what it meant, I was like, "Oh my gosh, my mom told me that." Yeah. Anyway, um, so I got a couple of dad jokes here from. I just pulled up the first one: the forty dad jokes. Yeah, let's okay. do it. Dad, can you put my shoes on? No, I don't think they'll fit me. <laughs> yeah, groaner. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. See, it's usually there's a five second delay yeah, if you're going to laugh on that one. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, what do you call a fake noodle? I don't know. An impasta. <laughs> okay. That is a dad joke. Yeah, yes. totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, what do you call cheese that isn't yours? Nacho cheese. Exactly. Right. My That's grandfather a, told me that. Fine examples one. of uh, dad jokes. Yeah. They you're usually right. are like, ah, oh, really? I guess That's the reason. Joke. That's when you hurry up and get your friends past your dad in the living room. Yeah, I don't, don't want to listen to him anymore. But it's endearing, too. Even if they're bad, it's endearing. It's that whole thing of dad getting to be the fun guy sometimes yeah. at home. Yeah. Yeah. And Murphy, did you hear why the uh, coffee filed a police report? Why, Sam? It got mugged. <laughs> coffee stop. mugged. Just stop. Coming up, Jody has your Hollywood Outsider. Europe getting Bohemian Rhapsody this week. Tell you when we're going to get it in the theaters. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. The movie Bohemian Rhapsody debuted in Wembley Arena last night in London. Imagine thousands of people doing this in unison. Huh? What? What's the lyric? 
The entire cast and crew were there. Sounds familiar. Brian May was there, Roger Taylor, and of course, um, a lot of British celebrities were there. Mm -hmm. So they got it early because... You know, it premieres for them tomorrow in your Euro- in Europe. It premieres, yeah. and then we in the United States get it Friday, November second. So we have to wait a little bit longer, which Next means week, you can yeah. ca- you can catch um, you know showings of it, screenings of it on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. We're planning to take the whole family to see it. Like it's an event we have been waiting for. <laughs> uh, so it is rated PG thirteen. Murphy, Sam, and Jody, your Hollywood Outsider. Hey, Murphy, did I tell you I bought a beer the other day? No. He told me. Uh, Sam, I'm, I'm assuming that you didn't drink it. You just bought it. No, somebody. I didn't drink it. I, it was for cooking. Oh, really? Yeah. It was, uh, if you look at our Facebook page, it was uh, I made these meatballs and brown gravy. Yeah. And one of the ingredients, it's an emerald recipe. Is oh, yeah. a, a, a 12-ounce amber beer. Put the whole 12-ounce in? Yeah. And then you put Cook some water down. into. And so I'm going with the assumption, the typical food and con- uh, assumption that it's going to cook off. Yeah. Yeah. If you course. cook it long enough, it does. Oh, yeah. Well, this cooks for a while. Yeah. But it was it's funny because usually when you go to the store, you can't just buy one beer. I found oh, that's a, true. I found a grocery store that sold them. You build your own six-pack, so but they would sell them separately. So I bought one. I check out with it. Did you get a little baggie? Yeah. Mm. And the little the lady goes, Do you want me to bag this or you just want to take this with you? And it's like, and do what? Drink it in the car? (laughs) Right, can't do that. Well, apparently she's had that request before. She wouldn't have asked you. I said, Of course not. It's hot. (laughs) Uh, I said, No, this is for cooking, something I'm making later. No. Okay. And they bagged it up. So do you find that in this recipe, your meatballs? Do you taste a beer taste? Or I it's just a part of the... I've made them before, and I don't think I've tasted a beer taste. You smell it yeah. when it's cooking. It does. Sure. When it first starts cooking, but then it dissipates. It cooks off. When my grandmother used to cook with wine, it was the same way. Actually, she would... You know, you cook with half the bottle because you, you drink, drink the other half. Right. <laughs> yeah, I've never cooked with beer, so I wouldn't know. Oh, it's delicious. Jody, you're a big Stephen King fan. Sure am. Uh, do you know he uh, actually has this thing he's been doing since the 70s? On his uh, website, well, the website wasn't around in the 70s, but About to say. it's called Dollar Babies. And he has a bunch of short stories that have never been optioned or turned into anything. What? And he offers them for $1. What? And there's, there's a group of kids at a school in England that have asked for one of these stories. It's called Stationary Bike. You get in touch with his people. He sends you a contract for $1. It's not for profit. And then you can write the script and turn it into a little movie. And it's but you not going to be buy a, his story from him for a for dollar, dollar. Okay. only a dollar. It's not like one of these five million dollar option <laughs> deals like you hear about in Hollywood all the time. This is just for like so, budding students oh. and that kind of thing. In fact, Frank Darabont, who does uh, Walking Dead, he directed Shawshank and Green Mile. Right. He did the same thing back in like the eighties. He optioned one of the stories for a buck. I don't know and what the story was. And he's still sitting on the story? Like, no, he, he turned it into a movie. I don't know what it was. So I guess Stephen King reserves the right to sell it to some... If he, he doesn't can, want to sell it to yeah, you, it's like I Spielberg mean, knock, and he's like, meh. Yeah, I mean, because it's can. only a buck. So he's obviously doing this to help out budding students. That's crazy cool, and he had all these stories inside his crazy head. Well, it's stuff that he's already written, and nobody said, yeah, I'm going to make that into a movie. Oh, man. I'm reading the newest one, by the way, right yeah. now, The Outsider, and it's pretty scary i mean it's just it's just a gruesome story already maybe want to go check out his website for dollar babies and find you a movie enjoy your work day and uh come hang out with us a little bit later on we're going to do another episode of murphy sam and jody after the show and you only get it on the podcast that's right and apparently um 
something you're texting, Murphy, is perceived as rude. Yeah, producer and, Bailey said that I need to, there's something I need to stop texting. Well, all of us actually, but you mo- mostly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, not even not just rude, but passive aggressive. So let's do that after the show.